thanksgiving, thankfulness, religion, and Psalm 37. We're going to be talking about all of that and a great song, which is an old one, rediscovered. Thank you very much. This is episode number 784 of The Next Step, Thanksgiving Day, November 23rd, 2023. Hi, this is Gia, welcoming you to a 16th season of The Next Step with Father Vosgen, the acclaimed podcast series about spirituality through orthodoxy, brought to you by Apostle.net. Since 2008 these next steps have been taken toward and for the disenfranchised members of the church community, as well as for those searching for practical and deeper applications of faith, and for the neophyte, those who are discovering truths in ancient orthodoxy. Here, Father Voskin provides his unique and distinctive voice for Armenian orthodoxy, as providing an intelligent and practical answer to the challenges of life, based on the solid principles of love, faith, and hope as expressed by Jesus Christ. The next steps are serious, fun, informative and most of all relevant, as religion should be. So turn up the volume and get ready to take the next step. Well, welcome and happy Thanksgiving to everyone, wherever you are in the world. I know here in America we celebrate Thanksgiving. It's a big day. (laughs) Well, it's a big day as far as relaxing. Nothing's open and it is really remarkable. You know, I I love to bike ride early in the morning, and it's been getting more and more difficult as people, our, our times are changing and the sun is going, um, is rising a little bit later. So I'm having to bike ride during traffic hour, and I just can't do it. I can't compete against the cars. But today, oh man, was it beautiful. There's like nobody out there. There's just like nobody out there. And I know... um most of the most of the day is going to be like that wherever you are here in America. Most of the travel was done yesterday. It was horrible, horrible. I, I saw pictures of it. And um, we used to do that. When we used to live up north, we'd come down to Los Angeles for the holiday, for, for Thanksgiving. And I think, oh, I can't remember when it was. It probably was in the late 80s, early 90s. When we stopped doing that on Wednesday, because it was one night, and I can never get this out of my head, we took the I-5 down from San Francisco or San Jose down to Los Angeles, and throughout the, it took us forever. We got we got it to Los Angeles in the middle of the night sometime, but the travel was so, I I can't say it was horrible, but it was just like bumper-to-bumper traffic, which made it like daytime. And the reason why I can't say horrible, because every time you'd get out, you know, you'd have to get off to stretch, to buy gas or whatever, there'd just be people. And they were so friendly. I'll never forget that night. We were just talking, laughing, just people, 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 people. And so anyway, after that, we decided, okay, we're going to travel right on the holiday, on the Thanksgiving morning, get up early and just travel. And, you know, it's it's a difference of several hours. Without any traffic, San Jose to L.A. is about five and a half hours. With with what we experienced that night, if I remember right, it was something like nine to ten hours of just being cooped up in a car. And we had two little kids at the time, too. So anyway... A long story just to say it's Thanksgiving today and it is very calm. And if you're in some other part of the world that doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, you know what? It's just a beautiful opportunity to stop and say thanks. 
And this is what I love about the American feast, because we pretend that we are a secular society, but just think about the word, word thanksgiving. If you're going to give thanks, right, there's got to be someone to whom you give thanks. And the minute you start talking about life, what are you gonna, who are you going to thank for that, right? Um, today, I saw a list of things to be thankful for. And these were just arbitrary lists that people had made. Listen to this one. Things to be thankful for. Love, books, sleep, family, health, friends, sunsets, eyesight, and diversity. Interesting, huh? I mean, it's really beautiful when you think about all the things. I mean, make a list for yourself. And you're going to find that, you know, all the lists point to something higher than yourself. I mean, think about love, family, health, sunsets, eyesight, diversity, the diversity that we enjoy in this world. All of it has to point to something greater than yourself. So I love Thanksgiving for this simple reason, that we take a stop In the middle of all the hustle and bustle, in 365 days, we have this one day that's dedicated to giving thanks. And if you give thanks, then it automatically assumes that there is something to which you give thanks. And we like to believe that that is called God, it's called the divine, it's called the universe, whatever it is, it's something bigger than yourself. And in that biggerness, we humble ourselves. I'm doing a series right now. It's called Advent 50. In the Armenian church, we have this season called Hisnag. It's based on the word for 50, Hisun. And uh, I don't know how they do the calculation for this one. It's not as clear as the Lenten calculation. The Lenten calculation is, is perfect. When you put it all together, you get your 50 days. You get your 40 days of Lent. You get your Holy Week with the nine days. You've got one day before, and you put it all together. 40 plus 9 plus 1, you got 50 days from the beginning, from the the. On the day of good living all the way to Easter, you've got exactly 50 days. Not so with, um, with the theophany. There should be 50 days leading to it, as the name would imply. He's snug, based on the word hisun. 50. It's the 50 days. But somehow the calculation doesn't work out as I'm, sadly, I'm finding out as I'm doing this. I, I decided to do a series called, um, the Advent 50 in preparation. And it's based on this really very selfish act of mine. And that is this dissatisfaction that I've had on December 26th. You know, you wake up in the morning and you realize that Christmas is over. And Christmas is beautiful. You have all kinds of things. Yeah, I know. Don't. Yeah, I know. There's somebody. Oh, don't you know that Christmas is on January 6th? Yeah, I know. It's okay. You know what? Thank you for the lesson. <laughs> We're going to use the December 25th date today. And we certainly observe the January 6th. And if you've been following me, you know that Christmas for me is 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 a day that really has to be any day of the year. Today should be Christmas when Christ is revealed. Okay, so excuse me. 
but I'm going to use December 25th because I think many people can relate with this. December 26th, waking up and realizing, hey, it's over. And it's it's really weird because if if you do a lot of driving, you listen to radio or different stations, and they're playing Christmas carols, and all of a sudden it's gone. Just overnight, boom, it's gone. And you go into the stores to see, you know, what, what Christmas deck. No, no more Christmas decorations. Just giant lines of returns. People who have gifts, and they're returning them. And if it's not the store, it's certainly the UPS station where, you know, Amazon has has their station, right? Send things back. And all of a sudden you realize, wait, what just happened? Did we talk about Christ and Christmas? Weren't we singing about away in a manger, no crib for bed? And all of a sudden it's over. Boom. It's over. And there's this emptiness you're feeling. And so I said, you know what? Now, personally, I do the the Advent season, and I love the Advent season. It all falls into place for me, thanks to the Advent season. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could share this on a podcast? So we started a new series called Advent 50. It's part of the Armadoxy for Today um, podcast. And so you can listen to it on, on your podcatchers. It's on Spotify as well as um, what's the other one that I like? Pandora. Yeah. It's on the usual places. You can find it. Now, the idea is, can we do 50 days where you actually prepare yourself so that when it is Christmas, this kind of revelation is shattering? Now, the 50 days is computed to January 6th. And if you look at it, when you think about it, in Armenian, the tradition of January 6th is called theophany. Theo means God. Epiphany means a revelation. So theophany, put it together. It's kind of a new, neat word. And it comes from the Armenian word, literally, it means the revelation of God. Long word, beautiful meaning. God is revealed. And that tells you what that feast is all about. January 6th is about the revelation of God. That God so loved the world that he didn't leave us alone. But he revealed himself. Revealed himself through his son, Jesus Christ. Who was born and revealed through his baptism. His baptism and the Holy Trinity is revealed. Where the... the the Spirit of God descends in a dove-like manner upon the Son of God who is being baptized. And the voice of God the Father says, this is my beloved Son. I mean, it's wild. At that moment, this singular moment in history, the Holy Trinity is revealed. Boom! Now, let me ask you this. If something this cataclysmic is being revealed, right? Now, what's your reaction? Merry Christmas? Think about it for a moment, you know? People get all been out of shape because somebody will tell you happy holidays for Christmas, right? 
They'll say, oh, it's not Happy Holidays, it's Merry Christmas. Say Merry Christmas. And it's not as big right now, but a few years ago, oh, man, was this like a big, big um, scene, you know? Like, oh, you've got to learn to say Merry Christmas. There's nothing wrong, you know? Okay. Again, chill pill time. Relax. Relax, man. It's okay. Happy Holidays is okay. But... What I'm going to tell you is something that maybe kind of points to you. Merry Christmas isn't the answer either. The God of the universe is revealing himself. The one that started it all. The prime mover, the Bing bang, the one who said, let it be. And so it was. The I am is revealing himself. And your answer is Merry Christmas? You see, that's what I mean. I mean, where's the shock? Where's the awe? Where's the inspiration for us to say, wow, if God loved us so much, why am I not out there and loving others, caring for others? If God really cared about us this much that he revealed himself, why am I not just like stopping in my tracks and saying, what can I do? To make this world a better world. And I certainly am not talking about getting involved in politics. Getting involved in all the things that are going around in the world right now. But why am I not spiritually taking care of what God has entrusted to me? Namely the world. And so this is what this Advent season is all about. Getting us ready to that shock in our moment. Okay, so that when Jesus does, when when we do celebrate Christmas, the theophany that Jesus is revealed, it means something. So we start drooling and we say, wow, the God of the universe cares about us. And it's not some isolated event. It's something that happens all the time in our lives if we so allow it. I mean, it's wild. This is the the call to spirituality, the call to Christianity. This is what so many people miss. I mean, I am so sick and tired of what the church is providing. And by church, I mean, you know, the, the Christian world. Think about it for a moment. You know, what are our expressions? Our expressions are so tame. We're not talking about, right now there is a war going on. There is a war going on in Ukraine. We know that one. There is a new war that's going on in Israel and Gaza. There is a constant war going on in Armenia. We know that, right? And there is a constant war going on in the world where we have abandoned what God and his love is all about. Now, today in my message, what I today's message, which... As part of this 50-day today, what was it? Um, I prepared for day five or day four or day five. I used Psalm 37, and as I was reading the psalm, it occurred to me, listen to this. Let me share it with you, okay? Psalm 37. Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. 
Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pastures. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, just think about this. It it, it still goes on. I'll, I'll read the rest in a few minutes, but just think about this for a moment, okay? Where's this tradition coming from? What are the Psalms? Now, this is right out of the Jewish playbook, right? This is the Old Testament. Listen to what it says. I mean, when I tell you that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets, you're seeing this right here. This is just laid out so beautifully. Jesus says, resist not evil. What does it say over here? Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. I mean, Jesus is telling you, like, don't resist it. It's not worth it. In the end, everything everything cleanses out. God is in control. And over and over and over, but when you listen and when you see what's going on in the world, you realize that nobody pays attention to this. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their way, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger. What? This is, I'm not making this up. This is in the Old Testament. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads, are you ready for this? It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. And think about what Jesus said. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Now meekness does not it does not imply weakness. And um, I, I I spoke about horses. You know, we use horsepower as a measurement. At least here in America we do, right? We say a car has 300 horsepower. It means that you get 300 horses, I guess, <laughs> running around. That's the power you have. I had a VW Beetle, and it had... 36 horsepower, which now that I think about it, that's pretty tough. 36 horses, oh, wow, that's that's a lot, right? But by today's standard, but even back then, it was nothing, 36 horsepower. They used to laugh and say it was a sewing machine engine in the back. But those of us who are Beetle people, VW people, know differently. It was a lot of fun riding it. But we would call it horsepower because horses, that's the power that they have. Now, what do you do when when you find the horses in the wilderness? They tame them. They bridle them. They harness them. And in that taming, what are they doing? They're taking that energy, that power, and they are directing it. Ah, they are channeling it. It doesn't mean that they are wimpy horses now. It doesn't mean that they are weak horses. And in fact, this is what the definition of meekness is. Blessed are the meek, says Jesus. That's what meekness is, is controlling the energy and the power that you have within you, controlling it, channeling it, so that it moves in the right directions. 
And so we sit here today and you look at the world and everything, it's just unbridled energy. And unbridled energy is chaos. chaos. And so when you look at the world, you have chaotic situations. You have people just moving around aimlessly, killing aimlessly, hurting aimlessly. I mean, this this war in the Gaza is just really hard on my mind because you're you're looking at it and you're saying, what are what is anybody solving in this thing? They're acting like after this, after all the dust settles, so to speak, it's all going to go away. You've got generations now that are going to be wound up against you. Because you came in and you destroyed their land. You destroyed these people. At some point, that negativity, that hatred has to stop. And Jesus gives you this directive. And when I found this psalm today, Psalm 37, I'm going, wow, look at that. This is something that comes right out of the playbook of the Jewish people. What does it take to pay heed to it? to listen to it, to accept it. I'm going to take a break right now, okay? And play you a song that's kind of fun. And then come back. We'll do some more. Thank you very much for the ancient iron. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for the ancient iron. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for the bed and bees. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for the bed and bees. Thank you very much for the family circle. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for the family circle. Thank you very much, thank you very, 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 very much. You don't know how much they all mean. They seem much better in my dreams. Thank you very much for the ATIN. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for the ancient iron. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for love. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for love. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for the Sunday joints. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for the Sunday joints. And our cultural heritage. National beverage. Being fat. Union Jack. The nursery rhymes. Sunday times. The Napham bomb. Everyone. Thank you very much, thank you very, 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 very much. It was simply sniffing and true. Now let me whisper. Thank you very much for the ancient iron. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for the ancient iron. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for playing this record. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for playing this record. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for our gracious team. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for our gracious team. Thank you very much. Well, what else would it be called? Of course, it's thank you very much. It's Thanksgiving. 
And I told you it was a fun song. I hope you had some fun with it. This is from 1967 by a gentleman named Mike McGear, who happens to be the brother of Paul McCartney. Yes, the Paul McCartney. And um, he wrote this because, well, you know what? I'm going to put a link on today's show notes to the Wikipedia page as well. Okay, so do check it out because it's an interesting story. I This is, this song I remember from childhood. There was a team called Loman and Barkley in Los Angeles. And they would play this in the mornings. And we would wake up to it. Oh, I'd love this song. And especially the clock at the end. Did you catch that? Wasn't that cool? Okay, so uh, this song, 1967, he writes it, Mike McGear, and uh, his brother Paul McCartney had given him an icon camera. And so instead of just calling him and thanking for it, he said, I'd sing you a song. Thank you very much for the Nikon camera. And uh, the, the tune got stuck in his head. Now, it turned into the Aintree Ain- Iron if you look up the lyrics for it, thank you very much for the entry iron. And there was always speculation about what that was all about. It wasn't until just last year, 2022. So let's do the math on that. What is that? 55 years later, 55 years after the song came out, um, they, they, they did an investigation finally on the BBC. They find out that the entry iron was one of the first motorized taxi cabs in England. So it's just a song about thanking everybody. And it's interesting because if you read the Wikipedia page article about it, uh, he, he talks about his brother Paul had called him and said that, you know, the it's a nice song, but, you know, it's a little bit oblique. And he says, of course it's oblique, the whole song, you know. And here's a quote that I love about this. He says, we just wanted to put out a fun song, a happy song. We recorded it because we wanted to bring a spark of happiness into this hard, dull world of ours. Hey, not a better reason to write a song, Right. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot that change our moods, and uh, this certainly did for me. So I wanted to share it with you. Thank you very much, appropriately, for Thanksgiving. We are back, second portion, second half. And um, I always like to take a break with a song because it gives us a little bit of time to catch our breath after something especially as heavy duty as what we've been talking about. I mean, if you really think about what we what we shared a few minutes ago, Psalm 37, the it's at the center of the Jewish faith. And that yet you have Israel who proclaims the Jewish faith. And today what's going on over there with Gaza? And I don't want to make this into a political thing. All I'm just doing is just I want to point you that if you say that this is what you believe, at what point do you actually apply the the tenets of your faith to your life? And, you know, I read it to you. I read you Psalm 37. And this is because right now I'm doing this series about the essential teachings of Jesus, namely the Sermon on the Mount. And it is a fulfillment of the law and the prophets. This is why you see that Jesus became unpopular among the established 
uh, community a, a, among the, the established religious community. Yeah, he was like calling them out on it. Okay, this is what you believe. And, you know, no one's saying you can't believe in war. You're free to believe in war. But then don't pro- proclaim to be peacekeepers as well. And this has been a struggle that we have throughout our lives is how do you apply this faith that comes to us from beyond that is very divine in nature and how do you apply it to the actual uh, the actual way you live in the world today. When you look at something like what Jesus is talking about, the, the about peace in this world, blessed are the peacemakers, and you realize that there can't be peace because we have our own boundaries, because we have our egos, because we have our own definitions which go beyond that global definition that we are all children of the same God. And so we start adding to this. And and this is where I want to go in this second portion of today's show. I I was very fortunate growing up in the time that I grew up. I think about this often that, you know, uh, I was just influenced by the the things that really matter to me right now are the same things that mattered to me at the time that I was questioning these, these issues of faith. And so, Throughout the years, I've seen that, you know, it's about, it's not about what the tenets of the faith are. It's how you apply them into your life. And so when you look at the entire story of religion, I mean, what is religion? What is religion? Here's where our problem comes into. And here's why it becomes a problem. People start believing that it's something from without. In other words, something outside of ourselves has come in. And has signaled to us that this is what you should believe. This is what it's all about. And religion is not not that at all. Religion is what we, the way we interpret our lives and our universe. When you when people have conflicts with science and religion, there is no conflict between it. Science has its set of rules. Religion has its set of rules. They are both trying to define, define where we're at, okay? And and there's things that science can do that religion can't do. There's things that religion can do that science, well, wouldn't even engage in. Like we try to bring some meaning, meaning out of our existence. I mean, we know that there's these three fundamental questions everybody has. Everybody, at some point in your life, you start engaging. You, you at the very least, you look up at the stars and you realize, wow, this is a pretty big place we're in. Okay, where did we come from? Question number one. Number two, where are we going? You know, okay. So I've got a life, and then at some point, at least the people around me, at least history, I know that at some point everybody closes their eyes. What happens after that? Okay. And you've got a set of answers. And then in between, it's like, well, what is the purpose? Okay, I'm here. What am I doing with my life? What is this life about? So the three basic fundamental questions where did I come from? What am I doing here and where am I going? And religion attempts to answer these. You know, and to a degree, so does science, right? Where do I come from? Okay, we look up at the stars. We do some calculations. We figured out that the universe is 13 and a half billion years 
old. And then, you know, a few years later, we'd start looking at it and we said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not just about 13 and a half. It is possible that this universe that we're in is part of a multiverse, that there are other universes. There are different dimensions. And it's to me, that is fascinating. That, that questioning is beautiful. Now, now, stay with me, okay? Stay with me for a second. The problem we have is that religion starts to define things it shouldn't be defining. Just as science will look at things and say, this is it, and unless you contest it, it isn't it, okay? Um, okay, there are certain things you can't test, I've shared this with you, uh, I think a few weeks ago we talked about, no, it was on my daily show, we talked about there are no um, atheists in foxholes. That's an old, old saying, there are no atheists in foxholes. That means at the point of death, when you're in imminent danger, you somehow believe that there has to be something beyond yourself. Well, I want to add to that, that there are no atheists in birthing rooms, there's just something that overcomes you when you are standing in a birthing room and you see life for the first time being born. Uh, you can't talk. You get choked up. There is something that goes on. Okay, you want to describe that because of chemicals triggering off in your brain or whatever? You can, okay? I want to put it in the category that armadoxy. This is where we come up with armadoxy. Armadoxy says that there are certain things that our God, divine. And it's not for us to, to to know these things. And it's okay. You can ponder it. You can think about it. But you will never, ever know about it. Because the minute you know about it, it no longer, it ceases to be God. The minute you can define God, it's no longer God. You get it? God is beyond your understanding. And so if it is, why don't we start talking about the things that we do have control over? People ask me, what is armadoxy? That's exactly it. It's about understanding that our faith that we have has to connect to our world today. It's not about pie in the sky. I've, you watch these, these preachers that get up and they start talking about what's going to happen in the end times. In fact, today, today, because of what's going on in Israel and Gaza, there are a multitude of preachers that are getting up and saying that this has been predicted according to the Bible. And the Bible had predicted. The Bible wasn't about predictions. The Bible is how to live your life. People get too hung up about what's going to happen out of the three, three questions. They get hung up about where are we going instead of what are we doing here. It's that number two question that is the most important because that's what you're spending your waking hours about. What you're doing in this world. And as I've shared with you many times, Jesus keeps pointing us back to that, to the practical and saying, leave that for God. Don't worry about those dates and times. Don't worry about what's going to happen. What you need to worry about is right now. If you worry about what's going on for the moment, all that will fall into place. I was hungry and you fed me. That's right now. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked. You clothed me. 
is Jesus saying about the end times, right? This is what this is his words. Matthew chapter 25. These are his words. You did it to me, you did it to my brothers. In other words, how can we get along in this world together? The day he was born, the angel comes out. Okay, Jesus is born. Peace on earth, goodwill towards one another, towards uh, towards mankind. Goodwill. Have goodwill towards each other. We have complicated that whole thing by adding dimensions onto it. And really, armadoxy, if you look at what armadoxy is, it's the way that we have lived and survived by saying that, that there is a mystery. God is a mystery. And we can have different ideas. And we can respect each other's ideas. Where are we going? Okay, where are we going after this? Some people want to say that after it's over, it's over. You close your eyes and that's it, right? In fact, it was Socrates, I think. Yeah, Socrates who said that. There's two, there's two things that could happen after death. I close my eyes and there's nothing. So be happy for me because after the struggles that I've endured in this life, eternal rest for my tired body sounds beautiful. Or there is life, and in which case you should be happy also because then you're together with the people you loved and cared about. With my teachers, I'd be with my teachers. Throughout history, people have talked about where are we going? And there's many, I mean, you know, there's, there's traditions that believe in reincarnation. I come back. I have to work out karma. I have to work out what I'm in. In other words, I'm, I'm struggling through life right now. In, a, in the next life, I will work that out. Just as I am working out certain things in this life. There's others who believe that there's total non-synchronized um, non I guess that's the best word for it, non-synchronized reincarnation. In other words, it's just random. You close your eyes, the next moment you come back and as something else, okay? And you go through your life in that in that form. Okay. Now, who's right? None of them. None of the above, right? Oh, yes, yes, I'm willing to say that. None of the above, including what we believe. It works for me. I believe it. But when you say something is right, what you're doing is you're creating that division that only God knows. At the end of the day, it's God's business, not your business. I believe that there is eternal life. I sincerely believe that we have eternal life because I know that after this life, after all this energy and this soul, I know that there has to be something beyond it. That's my belief. And I could sit there until I'm blue in the face arguing with somebody who will argue with me and say, no, there isn't, or will say that, no, it's a different form of life. Okay, at the end of the day, what have I done by arguing with that person? Do you think you're really going to change their mind? Here, here's a Bible. Read it. You really think you're going to change their mind? There's a little kid. Here, give him a Bible. What are, what are they going to do with that? I heard somebody uh, a few years ago refer to the Bible. B-I-B-L-E. 
basic information before leaving earth. How sad. You mean that's what the Bible is? It's information before leaving earth? How about a way of living today? And that's what Jesus points to. Jesus points to the way of living today. And that's for me what Armadoxy is all about. I often think about um, where I came from, how I, I put this all together. It was a very formative time of my life, in my adolescence, when I was questioning these issues. And I was very fortunate because I was molded in a time, and I'll admit this, I was molded in a time where we realized that there was a social responsibility That God was not something that you wound up on Sundays, but something that you lived every single day of your life. It didn't mean anything to go to church on Sunday and then screw up the rest of your life the the rest of the week. It had to have some kind of uh, connection. I felt fortunate because that shaped me into what I believe. And today when we do these podcasts, when we do these educational shows, it's not, I've never claimed that you have to believe this. All I'm doing is giving you some basic knowledge of what I have accumulated with the hopes that these are things that will inspire you to start thinking, to start questioning, to start looking and come up with those solutions. And together, if we have this respect for one another, We can then start seeing that, yes, there can be peace because we are staying out of the God business and dealing with the people business, which is right here on earth. I mean, I read to you Psalm 37 comes right out of the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. And the proponents of Judaism, you would think the Israel, Israel, the Jewish people, they're out there and they're they're hurting people. And now we can get political. At the end of the day, what are you doing? You're seeking revenge. That's all. You're seeking revenge for what happened on October, was it 5th or 7th? And, you know, I understand. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Beyond horrible. It's, un, it's, it's inhumane what happened on that day. The way they attacked. But more hatred is only going to bring more hatred. And this is why. Read Psalm 37 again. Read what it's saying. And you know what? I'm going to really kind of emphasize this because I'm really believing it because I'm right in there right now. I'm doing this series on epostle.net. It's a podcast series. It's now in its fifth day of production. In other words, you can binge it right now. You can binge it at any time. Each segment is three to four minutes long. Just sit and listen to them. You could binge it and catch up and then do it as a way of preparing for Christmas. So that when you wake up on Christmas morning and you say Christ is in our midst, it's not just some kind of a statement that you're saying, but you understand what it means. And hopefully by it, if we if we do that, religion, faith, religion becomes real in our lives. And don't let anybody fool you about like uh, telling you that, oh, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. No, everything is religious. 
There is no spiritual without the religion because everything that you've gotten in spirituality, you've gotten via religion. Like, you know, the people who come and say, we're non-denominational Christians. There's no such thing. You are some kind of a denomination because your understanding of Jesus and Christianity came to you via the church. The church which produced the Bible, which produced its its leaders, its its thought, and it continues. So there's no such thing as non-denominational. You may wish it. You may wish that we could be independent, but no. And I and I take pride in saying that this is orthodoxy. It is it is a very special thing. It's Armenian orthodoxy for today, plugged into the 21st century, making sense out of what we're living in today. So do check out the podcast. It's um, called Advent 50, and it's on epostle.net. Okay, I did a little bit of commercial. I didn't mean to do that. We've been talking about faith, issues of faith, and I hope it gave you something to think about. Okay, piano player's here, and I'm done. Here's Susie to make her announcement. Be back in a couple moments to wrap it up. Before getting back to the next step with Father Vazgen, I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you that this ministry is supported through the heartfelt donations of listeners like you. Thanks for keeping us in your prayers and partnering with this expanding and dynamic outreach. The next step is entering homes and communities with a solid message proclaiming God's message of love, forgiveness, and compassion. We look forward to your comments and words of encouragement. Please consider partnering in this dynamic ministry by making a contribution. By pressing on the donate button on our website, you can set up automatic donations, either weekly, monthly, or annually. Your donation goes a long way in furthering this ministry. Even more, tell your friends and family by sharing the Next Step link or website with them. We're on iTunes and Blueberry as well as Facebook and Twitter. We are excited about this ministry and invite you to share in our enthusiasm. This is Susie wishing you all of God's blessings in your life. We now return to the next step with Father Vosgen. Thank you, Susie. Hey, you know what? We're getting toward the end of the year. It's time for people to to make their contributions, their donations. Don't forget Epostle and the In Issues Ministry. It's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. We go out there and we do things that in a different way. But I hope uh, it has meaning for you. And if it does, please uh, please be generous in your donations. It goes a long way in promoting this ministry and moving it forward. We don't do a lot of commercials. You get just one here and there. And uh, there's some exciting things coming about. We were in the metaverse this week. We did our second testing. And I've got to tell you, it's overwhelming, the possibilities of what we can do. So I'm looking forward to the next few months that this really starts taking shape and form and be happy to share that with all of you. Uh, do drop us a line. I'd love to hear from you wherever you are in the world. You can drop me a line at info at epostle.net. And epostle is kind of simple to remember. It's apostle with an E because it's electronic and it's for an expanding universe. How's that? Epostle.net. Okay, that does it for today's show. Do check us out during the week and do check out today's show notes where you'll find some notes about what we talked about. 
about. On behalf of the wonderful crew that puts this together, especially my producer, oh, I'm very thankful for, Susie and myself. This is Father Voskin. We look forward to being with you again soon when we will take the next step. And now here's the fine print. The information and comments presented within this podcast and our website do not necessarily represent the views of the Armenian Church hierarchy, but are presented as a challenge to define the dynamics of Armenian Orthodoxy in all aspects of life. Listening to these shows is habit-forming. Addictive behavior associated with the next step is rarely, if ever, remedied. Rather, the next step is known to relieve and cure common cases of narrow-mindedness, prejudice, numbskullness, and glaucoma in patients over the age of 20. Results may vary depending on credit rating. Findings are based on double-blind studies conducted in Istanbul and Jerusalem. Side effects include mind expansion, clarity of focus, higher rates of heart palpitations, sensitivity to the pain of others, and occasional nausea. The management and production crew vpostle.net take full responsibility for changes you will experience not valid with any other offer vpostle.net apostolic evangelism from electronic and standard universe forgot to ask you if uh, you you're seeing the same sky as we are uh, bye